Financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode of Conspiracy Unlimited, a victim of electronic harassment, torture, and mind control discusses this heinous and invisible crime. I was drugged and abducted from my apartment there, and I remember bits and pieces of the abduction. I remember my perpetrators wearing frightening masks. I remember, um, at certain points, uh, surgeons standing over me with surgical masks on and lying on a um, operating table somewhere and then uh, I remember waking up which I thought was the next morning which was really eight days later. This podcast is brought to you by International Star Registry. Buying a unique and romantic Valentine's Day gift for that special someone can be incredibly difficult. It's a delicate balance of finding a thoughtful gift that isn't too expensive but tells people that you really care. And let's face it, the same old flowers and candy just isn't special. Imagine counting down the days to February 14th, dreaming of romance, and knowing you chose the perfect Valentine's Day gift. International Star Registry lets you name an actual star in the sky after your special someone. It's the most unique Valentine's Day gift of all time. This year... Put love in the air. Name a star after someone you love. 
They'll remember it forever and never forget your special gift. The address is getarealstar.com. Getarealstar.com to give someone the gift of a real star in the sky. That address again, getarealstar.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Great to be with you. We're just nicely into February. My Toronto Maple Leafs are playing well. Um, Baseball spring training is just weeks away. All seems right in the world. And Conspiracy Unlimited has been uh, up and running for just two months. And the response, I must say, has been terrific. So thank you for listening and subscribing and for your feedback. And I am really enjoying bringing you three new episodes every week. Let me ask you if you've entered the uh, the weekly draw. It's a chance to win a collection of my Strange Planet feature on CD, uh, two volumes, volumes one and two. It's real simple. Just subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so. Then rate and review it. And then you just grab a screenshot of that and email it to me at richardserrett one at gmail.com. And be sure to include your name and mailing address in the email. And then I print those all out and place them in a uh, ginormous cheese puffs jar and draw a name every Friday. So uh, good luck with that. What happens when a typical upper middle class man from a respectable American family becomes the target of a covert organization bent on controlling his mind and body? When that secret organization is armed with high-tech weaponry, which includes microchip technology aimed at controlling the minds and actions of its victims, terror reigns. Whistleblower Michael Fitzhugh Bell is a victim of what is referred to as an unacknowledged special access program created by the United States government, believed to be part of the military black ops portion of the shadow government. Michael is victimized through the illegal misuse of advanced nanotechnology, biomedical devices embedded throughout his body using clandestine government-classified technologies. He is the author of two books on this subject, The Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants and Microwave Technology and Their Use Against Humanity, published in 2012, and his new one, Invisible Crime Part 2, A Targeted Individual, Synthetic Telepathy, and Global Criminal Biomedical Human Experimentation. Michael Fitzhugh Bell, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you for having me, Richard. Now, when I say, I, you know, how are you, we, we, I throw that out to uh, everybody. But for someone in your situation who... Uh, is basically being remotely tortured. I, I, I mean that sincerely. I mean, how are you? How How is your physical health? How is your emotional state? Well, it's. Uh, um, I try not to, to talk about it too much, but I, it's, it is a challenge. Um, I have um, uh, something called electronic sleep deprivation, um, dream manipulation, bodily pain, um, uh, it's, it's, it's challenging to say the least. 
you and I have talked uh, three, four, five times maybe on different radio shows. Uh, people listening That's to fine. people who are listening to this podcast, they may be new uh, to my act, and they might be new to your story. So I think we need to take a few minutes. Uh, it deserves more than that, but that's all we have. Just give us the overview of of who you are and where you're at. Okay. Um, my name's Michael Fitzhubell. Um, I was a screenwriter out in Hollywood, California, when one night um, I was drugged and abducted from my apartment there. And I remember bits and pieces of the abduction. I remember my perpetrators wearing frightening masks. I remember um, at certain points uh, surgeons standing over me with surgical masks on and lying on an um, operating table somewhere. And then uh, I remember waking up, which I thought was the next morning, which was really eight days later, and my body was riddled with these tiny, corresponding and symmetrical surgery incision scars. And I couldn't figure out what had happened to me. Uh, I was extremely frightened. And uh, I consulted with private investigators. And I spoke with an ex-CIA agent. And I explained to them what happened to me. And they said that it sounded like that I may what's known as a targeted individual, that I may have been implanted with advanced nanotechnology biomedical devices. So I wanted to prove my story. Um, so I, was, I literally traveled around the world collecting medical evidence in the form of MRIs, ultrasounds, x-rays, all clearly showing foreign objects beneath these tiny covert surgery incision scars um, and um, I was also told that that this is human experimentation using classified technologies. Really, what is and what it is really is the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind. It's also known as an unacknowledged special access program. You were missing for eight days. Did anyone, yes. your family, loved ones, employers, file a missing persons report? Is there a police report on this? Uh, there was. My family did try to get in touch with me, um, and I had many messages, but it was. I usually speak to my family at least once a week, so I had many phone messages on my phone waiting for me. Um, and when I, when I, when I woke up thinking it was the next day, but it was really eight days later, I realized that I had to speak to someone about what had happened to me. And I started walking to the police station, but then I realized that I didn't really, I knew that they would ask for evidence or proof. And I didn't have that at that point. Um, I had these scars, I had the memories, but and a story that was really too hard for most people to believe. Uh, but it was something that I couldn't have made up, but it was difficult for people to, to believe. So I went, I wanted, I know that I, whatever I was drugged with was still 
in my system. I could still feel something in my system, so I wanted to prove that I had been drugged. And uh, one of the uh, private investigators said that it, what it sounded like was what happened to me that uh, when I explained to them what happened and the, the reactions, um, that it sounded like it could have been a drug called scopolamine, which is also known as devil's breath, which is the world's most deadliest, the most dangerous drug in the world is recognized because it can cause complete amnesia in the victim. So I, and, 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 and it's not a, a drug that they would normally test for uh, in, in a, a, a covert drugging. They, would, they may check for something like um, Rohypnol or something like that, but they would not uh, check for scopolamine unless you asked for a specific test. So when I, 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 I was going to the police station, then I turned around and started walking to the hospital, which is only a couple of blocks from my apartment in Hollywood, and um, I asked for the, uh, a specific drug test. I explained to them what happened to me, and um, they, they denied me the, um, the test. And instead, when I told the truth about what had happened to me, they um, locked me up into a psychiatric facility in which I was there for two weeks, in which further more complex surgeries were performed on me. Um, it was a, a, a complete nightmare. The purpose of these surgeries is to do what? Implant some sort of tracking device? That's part of it. Um, but w what's happened to me is um, it's, uh, it's, it's more than that. It's, it, it's um, the devices that I have inside me in, in, in my in my research um, indicates that these devices, these biomedical devices, which are extremely complex and classified technologies beyond probably beyond fifty to seventy years ahead of where we are today, these are that's how classified these technologies are. Um, they these they allow the criminals, the perpetrators, um, to view, track, monitor, surveillance, torture me all remotely um, and in real time. And also, um, I wanted to mention, too, that um, the U.S. diplomats in Cuba claimed that they were attacked and tortured by ultrasonic acoustic weapons causing severe yes. headaches, pain, and permanent hearing damage. I believe that during my interviews, like an interview like this, I believe my perpetrators use similar frequency weapons on me, trying to diminish my ability to communicate effectively to the listeners, jamming and dulling my focus, disorienting me as I try to form and convey thoughts, even sometimes mid-sentence, compromising my credibility. I don't know if you've noticed that if, if you remembered, um, you were probably too kind to say anything, but sometimes in past interviews uh, over the years, I could be in the middle of a sentence and completely forget where I was going. And, and you were kind enough to, to pick up where I dropped off, but um, 
And yet, sometimes that happens to people. You'll forget about what you're, what you're talking about mm-hmm. in the middle of a sentence. But this is this is beyond what would be normal forgetfulness. This is something that's being done to me um, remotely uh, through remotely induced mind control. Uh, also, um, mood alterations, urge urge inductions, and also in this case, memory fogging. I, 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 yes, I have noticed, but if it's not uh, to be, um, you know, it's it's understood that something like that would happen if you're talking about someone who is who has undergone uh, mental and physical torture uh, for extended periods of time. So that that's part of the the plan to to discredit you. Is it happening right now as as we speak? It's it's happening a little bit, but I have my notes in front of me, and I wanted to to, uh, and I never had addressed that point in the past, and I always wanted to in a follow up email, but I I didn't really know that I could be able to explain it to you. As as I'm sure you picked up on it, but you were you were too kind to say anything. But I and it's not an excuse. It's it's a, it's an explanation of. Um, what happens to me? Uh, what, the question is, uh, for many people, I'm guessing, Michael, uh, uh, we've talked about this as well, but why you? Is it simply so random uh, that you simply, your number came up, it was, uh, it, you know, next week it could be me, I get shoved into the back of a van, and I end up being a victim? Is it simply that uh, random? You know, I, it, that's a great question, Richard. I, I over the years, I've tried to figure out what what may have um, made me a targeted individual um, in this psychological warfare program that I'm in, uh, and I've come to the conclusion that this may be, and I'm not pointing the finger at anyone, but this may be the result of an accident that I caused when I was 19 years old. Um, severely injuring another person that was part of one of the most powerful, most influential, influential and wealthiest families in the world with extremely strong political and government ties. And for me to not recognize that possible connection would be... Um, really ridiculous to not even consider that as a possibility as possible retribution so they need uh, guinea pigs they might as well pick somebody that they have a, a, a an extreme prejudice against that that may be that's uh, i'm thinking it's a possibility in my case okay so then the question is when we're talking about the perps uh, and I and I've done, as you know, numerous shows. I did a television show about this. Uh, I appeared in a in a pilot for an for a series about this. Uh, so I, you know, I've 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 explored this with great detail. It seems to me that we're getting closer to knowing the um, the uh, the perps here originally people thought or or said they didn't have they didn't have any idea it could be a criminal it could be a criminal element organized crime it could be a foreign government um but, but it seems to me we're getting closer to knowing who 
So who are they? Right. Uh, I, I well, I know that certainly um, uh, at the top would be the um, some branch of the shadow government, the military black ops. Certainly. Um, seem to be at the top, probably collecting all of the data that's being generated by me, what's being done to me, the experiments that are being conducted on me. Um, and um, I also believe that it's the, uh, a combination of three different things. It's, it's the um, shadow government, military black ops, multinational corporations, which are responsible for the manufacturing, the design, and the deployment of these advanced electronic weapon systems, and also the global criminal syndicate. So you have those three things working in harmony with each other, um, and the 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 money that um, the money is unbelievable. In, in in the new book, I talk about. This, the, uh, a I have a chapter called The Statistics Are Staggering, and for the psychological warfare program, which I'm a part of, for every 1,000 targeted individuals in this program, in this unacknowledged special access program, $4 billion are, poured, are believed to be poured into this program each and every year. So for that's for 1,000. For every 250 targeted individuals, that's a billion dollars. For every single targeted individual, it's estimated that it's $4 million each and every year to, to be in this program, to be, to be experimented upon using these advanced technologies with unlimited access to um, pe- boots on the ground, people, um, uh, handlers, uh, teams of handlers, it's estimated for, for myself, uh, my research indicates that somewhere between five and eight handlers working around the clock in shifts of 12 hours apiece uh, are monitoring and um, uh, experimenting on me. Um, with. And also, my research indicates in the new book, I talk about... Um, that this is really people who are controlling people who are in turn being controlled by other people. In other so, words, the, the, the organized stalkers, the perps that are uh, harassing you, uh, and we can go into some of the, uh, the other, uh, you know, the street theater and so forth. These people uh, are hired. They're working full time. Their job is to drive you nuts. Uh, Correct. And, and but but and and how are they? They're recruited because they they're convinced that you're a bad hombre, that you're a that you're a, a psychopath or a or a or a predator. Is is that how they ensnare these people? Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast. I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. 
Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files. And what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal. But if you want more, listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. It's, it's done through vicious rumor campaigns. The, 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 um, and also it's also being done through deception, through, through lies, through malicious rumor campaigns. Um, and ordinary people can be deceived into participating in the harassment of, of a person being told that they're a pedophile or a, a, a terrorist or a threat to the country. And that these people, the, the, perpet- the perpetrators, uh, are being led to, not only are they, are they getting monetary rewards, but they're, and they're being fueled by lies that are being fed to them but they're also being told that they're doing their civic duty. Their 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 duty as American citizens to 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 um, to eradicate people like me. This is the lie that they're being told that that's constantly reinforcing itself. And also, I noticed when I lived in apartment complexes, wherever I moved, I moved 14 times in nine years at one point. And when I moved into a new apartment complex, very quickly, all around me, uh, above me, below me, on either side of me, all of the apartments would fill in with perpetrators, all participating in this uh, elaborate um, experiment. Is this a full-time job? Is this a full-time job for them? For some of them, yes. Mm. For for, for the, for, for, I mean, for some of the... Uh, and also, when I go into stores, when I go into stores, uh, I'll get some harassment from some of the customers, but mostly it comes from the employees. And um, I know that um, wherever I'm going, wherever I go, uh, you know, after a while, it's not hard to figure out a person's routine. Right. And and I know that I know that the the uh, biomedical devices inside of me, um, from what I understand, I'm able to be tracked on a common smartphone. This is what I'm, uh, my research indicates, and it's widely reported that, that the, the devices that I have inside of me um, are able to be tracked through the, the cellular network. Let's talk and about so, let's talk about some of the technology, Michael, because you know when sure. I first started talking about this nearly twenty years ago, people talked about a v two k voice to skull technology they talked about microwave weapons that could be 
uh, a microwave oven could be modified and you could uh, basically turn it into like a ray gun, a microwave weapon. You hold it up against the uh, the the uh, the adjoining wall, the purpose the purpose directing it into your apartment and so forth, and it's inducing all sorts of uh, illness. Uh, but now, as right. you as you point out in Invisible Crime uh, Part Two, uh, they have really stepped up their game. They we are now talking about uh, um, a, a point where they are hacking our DNA. We're talking about things like synthetic telepathy. Uh, let, let's start with synthetic telepathy. What does that mean, and and how does it work? Yes, uh, it's it's part of the title of the new book. It's um, it's actually the it's. To, be, to describe it would be the bidirectional information process between a human being's mind and a supercomputer, um, giving the supercomputer the capability of reading and interpreting a person's brain waves, and also at the same time putting back information in real time into that person's brain. So it's really hacking a human mind remotely. And then um, through this synthetic telepathy, um, remotely induced mind control, dream manipulation, mood alteration, um, it's, um, that's, that, that's really uh, what we're talking about here. And all of this being done in real time, uh, and uh, I imagine my thoughts somewhere, someone is in front of a computer screen and my thoughts, not just my, my verbal thoughts, but my, my actual thoughts in my head are able to be translated, the, the brain waves, in real time into words so that the person whose job it is to monitor me can see what I'm thinking and um, in real time. This, that's, the, that's the capability of, the, of these classified technologies. It's really uh, unbelievable. Uh, that's what I think is the most difficult aspect for the average person that doesn't know anything about this is to grasp the, um, to understand the sophistication that we're talking about with these classified technologies. People just can't understand that technologies exist and have existed for quite some time, which allow the perpetrators the capabilities of reading a person's thoughts in real time and, do, do and they, also putting back. Do they even need to abduct you and drug you and surgically implant at this point? Or can they do everything uh, remotely? Could they hack my DNA? Could they hack my... Uh, my brain waves, I guess, entirely remotely. Yes, and also um, to induce the effects of of a drug remotely, so that they would be similar to the effects of of a drug, uh, whether it's to keep you awake or to make you go to sleep. Um, most of this can be it seems in my research that I talk about in the new book can be achieved remotely. Um, it seems that, um, as you put it, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever has been done to me, uh, 
it, it seems to be optional for them to to actually um, need to do anything more to me. They already have full access to me, um, although although I still receive the organized stalking. Um, it seems that perhaps even some of the stalkers themselves are victims of mind control. What's so, the end game? When do they stop experimenting, and when do they put whatever program they have in mind into full implementation, and what is the end game? Well, I, I, I mean, there's several, there's there's so many different things that I talk about in the new book that, that targeted individuals are being exploited for. One of them is medical testing to see if certain cancers can be mutated or, or they can be changed by simply the power of suggestion. Also, uh, extremely advanced mind control experiments, psychological experiments. Um, uh, other reasons that they're being exploited for would be for ritualistic torture, sadistic gratification, uh, human trafficking, perverse forms of entertainment and voyeurism, remote viewing. Also, another thing, to see if the sexual orientation of a person can be changed, to see if a person that's heterosexual can be turned into a homosexual, if a homosexual can be turned into a heterosexual. These are, and also determine which techniques and methods get the best results. Well, let me just, and, uh, hang on, let me stop you there. So uh, I don't know what your, uh, your sexual proclivities are, what, what your orientation is, but... Heterosexual. Okay. I so, like women. All right. So you like women. Um, so have they, the perps, through remote mind control uh, or synthetic telepathy, have they, have they tried to change your orientation? And if so, in, in, how? Well, I, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening to me, so that kind of, uh, I have an advantage over the average person that, that this may be happening to people that, that are not aware. I'm, I'm being overtly stalked and uh, electronically harassed. I'm being made well aware of what's happening to me, and there's no, there, there's nothing for me, even though it's being done covertly, it's they they want me to know. So I'm aware. Yes, uh, I have um, thoughts that are not my own. Thoughts that are being projected at me many times that are not the product of my own imagination. I'm able to distinguish between those which are mine and those which are not. But but when you're having when you're when you're having thoughts forced on you 24/7 over years there there's um there's probably some kind of influence that they're going to be having on you as opposed to someone who doesn't have this happening to them at all so although I'm still I'm still heterosexual I can tell that certainly through the dream manipulation um Scenarios in my dreams that are, would not uh, would not be something that I would naturally think of or dream about. I can tell the the dreams that are being forced upon me in the scenarios that that don't meet uh, what what I would normally conjure up in my imagination. So 
I'm aware that they are, that there are that they're trying that they the perpetrators are experimenting on me and trying to change me. Do you have um, do you, do you be, voice to skull? Do you, are you a, are you receiving voice to skull? I don't receive the voice to skull, which is a proven to exist in work technology. I don't receive that. All of the other target individuals, most of them that I know, receive that form of uh, of uh, harassment. I receive something called silent subliminal sound presentation, and I whereas I don't hear the um, the voice to skull, the words of of, of someone speaking. Um, like a little tiny radio from what I've, what, what other people have, have told me, uh, uh, constantly playing. I don't hear that. I do hear an extremely loud electronic buzzing sound constantly, and it's changing in its pitch, and the volume is changing constantly, uh, especially at night when I'm trying to sleep. Um, something like, and, and I have to learn how to survive um, using things like that I describe in, in the new book. Uh, I, I use a, uh, a grounding device, something called an earthing device. Uh, uh, I was going to ask you, the, I was going to ask you about that, whether, you know, uh, the old Faraday cage or simply shielding yourself will work anymore if, because we're not talking about the old technology. We're not talking about uh, electronic frequencies necessarily here. Are we? I mean, can you can you can you build a Faraday cage and shield yourself, or are we talking now about something that is above and beyond that? There is no escape. Well, it's it's. I mean, to some extent, I'm able to reduce the electronic attacks that that happen to me constantly um, uh, through this earthing device. But this is the other thing: is that when a person moves. A targeted individual moves into a new home, uh, whether it's an apartment or a house, whatever it is, the residence, before the targeted individual actually makes the move into this new residence, the house is completely set up, at least in my case, completely set up so that um, there are devices uh, throughout my house, I'm, uh, my research indicates, and it's been widely reported uh, that that this is what happens. Uh, that my whole house actually is is, for lack of a better term, a living, breathing laboratory uh, in which um, there are. Uh, I haven't found any, but I I I I know that um, there are sound uh, devices. The, the devices that 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 emit sounds throughout my house, um, uh, things that are um, installed, perhaps tiny devices that, that I can't find that are somewhere throughout my house that enable that that enhance uh, the perpetrator's ability to to remote view me, for instance. Well, clearly, Michael, we need to find a way to enhance your defenses against all of this uh, technology. 
And speaking of that, I want to talk to you about life extension. Our bodies deserve the best. But how do we choose the very best nutritional supplements or even know what's in them? Life Extension has been helping people stay healthy for over 35 years. Just like with the foods we eat, the quality, purity, and potency of the ingredients in your nutritional supplements really do matter. Life Extension supplements set the gold standard for supporting weight loss, heart, brain, bone, joint, eye, skin, sexual health, and so much more. Their formulas are based on the latest scientific research and clinically validated dosages. That's one reason why 98% of their customers recommend Life Extension to their friends and family. Every Life Extension product is backed by a total satisfaction guarantee. The bottom line? Life Extension is the brand you can trust with your health. Check out Life Extension products with special savings. Visit SmartClickIdea.com. That's SmartClickIdea.com. SmartClickIdea.com. If there's one thing money can't buy, it's sanity. (laughs) Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Electronic torture and mind control victim Michael Fitzhugh Bell is here. Michael, describe to me some of the other techniques that are being utilized to drive you mad. We talked about uh, sleep deprivation and we talked about this constant sound that that you're subjected to. What else? What else is happening to you? Well, I I, I mean, I have... um when I'm trying to sleep, I'll, I'll, my my the, my body heat will be raised to a point where I'm perspiring, and then, you know, I'll, I'll remove the sheets, and then I'll be cold. So it's it's a constant battle uh, of trying to get to a comfort zone. Um, uh, sometimes my my heart will will my the 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 the, the perpetrators have the ability to increase my heart rate remotely. Um, my vision can be blurred. Um, uh, the, uh, I, I actually can have my moods altered and can, can suddenly become very, um, you know, happy for at one moment and then extremely depressed a, a moment later. And it's, and it's not natural what's happening to me. Um, and also I talk about in the new book about um, parts of the, which I I describe as another unacknowledged special access program because targeted individuals are believed to be not just part of one program, but perhaps even many programs. In my case, I know that, or I feel that my research indicates that I'm most likely part of the transhumanism super soldier program in which I will have moments of extreme mental acuity. Uh, and, and as a writer, uh, uh, this is something that I can really notice. It, only for brief periods of time, I will have, um, it, and, the, and this is uh, one of the hallmarks of, the, of my research indicates that it's the uh, part of the, the, perhaps part of the transhumanism uh, super soldier program. Uh, and also, I'll have. Wait, wait a second. Uh, they, have, excuse me, Michael. But this, uh, yeah. the super, human, the super soldier program. In other words, right. they are using you 
uh, as a guinea pig to, to see if they can develop uh, super soldiers. Could they, for example, uh, turn you into a super soldier? Could they uh, turn you into an assassin? Maybe I mean, even if you've never even handled a gun before, uh, could you yes, all of a sudden? Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's part of that's part of um, the. Um, I mean, both of those things. I, I the uh, the idea of human beings evolving beyond normal physical and psychological limitations through science and technology is um, what I believe is happening to me, certainly, um, and also to determine if targeted individuals can be influenced to commit treason or assassinate powerful political figures and not remember the event, much, oh, like, well, the we, Manchur- the Man- much like the Manchurian candidate. Sure. Richard Condon wrote that, uh, that almost 60 years ago. Uh, right. I, they had the technology then, although it wasn't done remotely. Uh, certainly things like MK Ultra. Uh, creating a mass right. trauma in an individual to cause a disassociative uh, disorder. Um, it, it, now imagine 60 years later what they can do with, with drugs or with uh, some sort of electronic weaponry, non-lethal weaponry. Do you ever fear that you could be uh, become a Manchurian candidate, that you will wake up one day and, and see your face splashed on the front cover of the Los Angeles Times for do- doing some unspeakable act. I'm terrified of that possibility. I'm terrified of that possibility. And um, that's another thing that, um, that target individuals, unlike regular people that, that, that aren't targets, um, it's really unwise for a targeted individual to possess a firearm of any kind for so many reasons, but that being one of them. And also, most likely, if they have a firearm, the possibility of them misusing or abusing it or either, either on themselves or on someone else uh, is uh, an extreme a extremely possible possibility, and, and that's terrifying to me that that could happen to me. And I, I, and there's no, I don't, I'm not aware of any, um, of any trigger words that I would have that would put me into that state. But uh, apparently, uh, my research again indicates that this is a possibility that um, people can be conditioned over years and then be put to the test with a trigger word or, or, or a sound or, or a, a song, uh, some kind of a trigger to put them into this state where they're really literally being remote controlled uh, by someone. How long has and, this been going on, Michael? How long? For you, um, for you personally? For me, well, for me personally, I became aware of it in... 2008 for sure when when I, when I was first abducted when I had first uh, one of maybe 10 abductions total uh, every couple of weeks I would uh, I would have one of these abduction periods but um, before that that's when I became aware of it 2008 so that was uh, eight years 
nine ten, years ten ago. Year, ten years ten, ago. Ten years. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. This this year it's ten years. And in, in um, that time, but, have you been able to hold down a steady job? Well, I, luckily, I'm a writer, so I, I, I was doing that before this happened to me. So, but if I were, but I, the jobs that I had before when I was a uh, uh, location caterer in in Hollywood. Um, to continue doing that kind of work would be extremely challenging. To try to get the, the, the rest, being with the sleep deprivation, to try to get the rest and to, to, to drive a vehicle, to, to work every day on no sleep um, would be nearly impossible for Are me you, to, to continue how, to how does, that kind of work. How does the local, um, how do the local authorities, the police, for example... Uh, perceive you? Are you a person of interest? Are you on their radar? Do they consider you to be a nuisance? How do they perceive you? Um, well, I, I have to say, I know that the, the, the local law enforcement where I am here in North Carolina now um, are aware of me, and I, I will see them participating in the organized stalking, for instance, uh, um, there are subtle uh, indications to me that 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 uh, make me aware that these law enforcement, at least in my area, are in on it uh, and participate. Uh, uh, when I, for instance, when I when I get on the highway, there's a certain there's a certain location not far away from me where there's always a policeman, um, usually posted at this spot, and um, when I come by, they'll, they'll, the, um, there'll be things like, for me, this is what I'll see. Uh, when I come around the corner, I, I'm already expecting to see something. There's usually a, a, a police car waiting there. The trunk will be open. The officer will be down, kneeling on one knee behind the car, looking, pretending to be looking for something uh, with his back to me. Uh, in some in, in different different versions of that same scenario, maybe all the doors will be open, uh, or the um, or the, the the car will be running with the lights on and no one will be in the car. Just it's a marker for me every time uh, I come by. It's always a little bit different, but they're obviously participating. And um, one of the things that I do to uh, protect myself is to document everything and so i if i'm not shooting a video i'm taking still photographs so i've captured hundreds of these pictures of people you know when you first start seeing the pictures you they 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 don't look like anything out of the ordinary but once you've seen a couple of dozen or a hundred or two hundred of them you're starting to very easily see a pattern of behavior that's happening around me that I'm able to capture on film. Right. And And uh, and invariably, Michael, when you and I chat on the radio uh, or elsewhere, uh, I get emails, and and no doubt after this podcast episode drops, I'll get emails, and they'll say things like, why are you feeding into the delusion of this poor mentally uh, ill individual? Uh, How do you respond to that, how should I respond well, I can, to that? Well, I can see, I can see how people would jump to that conclusion. I can see that before before becoming a victim of this crime, before this crime touched me, 
I, I, I would be in the same mind that they would be uh, and say the, and probably doubt someone like me and my story because it's just too fantastic to for the average person to to realize that it's true um, but that's also part of the genius of this crime that it covers its own tracks in that um, the things that are happening to the target individual are so incredible that they're beyond what people would accept as something that would that would happen to and and people would say well why would someone do something like that do you have any idea how much something like that would cost yes i have a very good idea it's about four billion dollars a year for every one thousand of me and it's very expensive and it's the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind and it's being scaled for the entire human population so no price is too great to reach that end goal for the for the for the for the people that are at the very top. So uh, when you look at it that way, and you see the money that's being poured into it, and the fact that this has been going on for over sixty years, um, and with no sign of stopping, um, then and and also too the 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 fact that it's happening to so many people, and even people that have never heard of this crime or aren't aware that, uh, that that this crime has touched them, I'm able to find those same covert surgery scars on every single person that I examine, even the perpetrators that lived next door to me in my apartments in California, all of their hands, all of the, behind their ears. Right, I was going to ask you, where should we look? Where should, where should we look? Because we may be... We may be victims and not know it. Where should we look for these well, scars? You mentioned behind ears. Okay. You can, yeah, behind behind each ear, it's very easy to see. Uh, if if you pull back your ear and you take one hand and hold a mirror and stand in front of your mirror in the bathroom and you're holding another smaller mirror behind your ear, the, the one that you pulled the lobe back, so you can see behind the ear, it's very easy to see the scars behind each ear. And I found them on every single person I've examined. Whether they've heard of this crime or not, they've already fallen victim to it. You know, I and used to get between, a, a, an email maybe once every six months. And then now it's, um, my gosh, every every two weeks I get an email or a letter. Uh, and occasionally, here's where we're at now. I have someone waiting outside uh, the um, the studio where I do my terrestrial radio program, uh, not threatening, just in, in earnest, bes- gently beseeching me uh, for information to do something. And I, I don't know uh, I, what I can do, I say, other than provide them uh, with a voice, uh, a platform to talk about this. But where is this all going it's um, sadly, uh, it's it seems that this crime, as I was saying, is being scaled for the entire human population. So you're looking at a um, ultimately uh, a remotely induced mind-controlled population, um, and also part of the mind control 
includes having people dismiss the allegations that any of this is even happening and to dis- dismiss the, the possibility that it's already happened to them. So on an unconscious level, these people are, are feeding into it. So it's, um, it's like the Ouroboros. Uh, it's it's like the snake eating its tail uh, in that respect. So um, I, I, where where is it all going? It's it's the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind, and in the future, wars will no longer need to be fought uh, with uh, nuclear weapons and soldiers, but through through technology and just simply uh, turning off the enemy's mind, or if they are if they're nuclear armed to make them incapable of, of retaliating to a threat. Um, and the, I mean, you look at what happened in Hawaii recently, that is an example, a, a prime example of what could be um, the result of m- remotely induced mind control. I don't know what happened exactly with that. That was and no I, accident. I that I, I'm, I, I'm yeah. convinced that was no accident. That's an that's an example of creating uh, uh, mass trauma, because the psychological damage uh, to those people that'll never heal. They'll that that will be with them for the rest of their lives. Right. That's psychological right. trauma. It, but I'm thinking that, that that to release a message like that could that is that is the capability of, of what we're talking about with this. I mean, uh, and and who knows how long it's been happening. And and, and to to me, I, I see things in the news constantly that indicate to me that that it's it's the product of electronic harassment or, or remotely induced mind control. Well, but, some see uh, the so 6 many... o'clock news as a form of electronic harassment, I suppose. Uh, it comes in many forms. How do we fight back? Um, well, I, I think um, knowledge is the key, knowing that, that um, as we understand um, and we learn more about this crime, especially in this second book that I've written, um, uh, I've tried to deplete all of my sources and expose everything that I, all the, all the uh, existing work, proven to work and exist technologies that have been declassified are included in this second book. And um, it's easy to see um, that we're talking about, and there's also technologies that, that, that exist that we're not aware of, that, uh, that uh, I mean, these are just the things that we know about, and, and then we're left to, to, to make educated um, opinions or, or guesses to some extent on, on how it's happening. And, but slowly, certainly, slowly but surely, pieces of the puzzle are filling in, and there's definitely be, becoming an image where, as you said before, we didn't really know what was happening and why it was being done. Uh, now you can see that, that this is this being scaled for the entire population. Uh, so um, that seems to be the end goal of this entire program. I got to be honest, Michael. I'm I'm tired of consciousness raising and education. I I want to I want to punch back. Well, I, I mean. Uh, 
the most I can do as a writer is try to gather and do all the as much research as I possibly can, and then write it down and 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 publish it and put out everything. Both of my books say right on the cover a true story, and it is they are both my true story, which is incorporated into the books, but also the research that I've done. Uh, exposing all the different technologies, uh, and it's hard to find all that information all in one place. Uh, and it took me between between the time that the first book was published and the release of the second book, seven years have transpired. So uh, it's seven years more information that are in there. Um, and, and I'm doing the best that I can to try to educate people, but it's it's difficult when you're when you're dealing with classified technologies and you know unlimited resources uh, in, in this psychological warfare program. It's it's very difficult to um, to shed light on something that the the government, uh, the shadow government, certainly is doing their best to to you know to to hide. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's really, and also too, I have to say of all the conspiracies that are out there, if there are aliens, if there are, I don't know, but even if there are aliens, that conspiracy takes a backseat to this one. <laughs> there is nothing that could be bigger. Right. This, this conspiracy is super glued to the ceiling. There is nothing that, that is, that, that trumps this, this, this conspiracy that, that well, I've written about. It's interesting you say that because I'm wondering all the similarities between your experience as an abduction and the alien abduction phenomenon, whether we might be talking about the same thing, that the alien abduction phenomenon, which really began in earnest about 50 years ago with Betty and Barney Hill, uh, whether that might be some sort of a, a psyop to... Uh, to to uh, confuse people. In other words, they aren't being abducted by aliens. This is part of the whole electronic harassment um, human guinea pig program. It is possible. You would have to think that you'd have to make the leap to 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 think that that is possible. I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't really talk about that. I haven't written about that yet. But that's certainly um, something that crosses my mind and uh, would have to be considered uh, a possibility. Um, well, in either case, uh, we are talking about um, pure, simple evil, uh, whether the uh, the perps are terrestrial or extraterrestrial or interdimensional uh, makes no difference. This is we are looking evil in the face. And uh, Michael, thank you for your your continued courage and uh, uh, keep up the good fight. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. My pleasure. Michael Fitzhugh Bell. Wow, what a remarkable story.
All right, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up on the next installment of Conspiracy Unlimited. But before that, let me ask you, is weight loss on your wish list? Unfortunately, the commitment to weight loss often fades. Many people simply give up in the first 90 days. So the key is having the right mindset. Getting thin and staying that way lies in our thought processes, and hypnotherapy can make all the difference. Now, clinical hypnotherapist Dr. Steve G. Jones has created a set of five audio hypnotic sessions that apply the power of hypnosis to reprogram the mind and replace bad habits with vibrant, positive new habits and help you achieve natural and long-lasting weight loss. Weight loss hypnotherapy really works, and it's available now at a special discount. Isn't it time to lose those extra pounds? Check out weight loss hypnotherapy right now at smartclicksavings.com. That's smartclicksavings.com. Coming up on episode 27 of Conspiracy Unlimited, The Three Secrets of Fatima and the Vatican Deception. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.